So, of course, we're talking about uh, the attributes of God, and um, we began talking about the fact that God is faithful. Say that boldly. Say, my God is faithful. And just to uh, relay these foundational scriptures for you, and tonight we're going to talk about three specific areas that He demonstrates His faithfulness in. And they impact us, of course, every one of us, our lives. And Psalm 36, 5, Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. I mean, that's a lot of faithfulness. Yes. And I mean, you know, you're included in that. In Psalm 119, verse 89 and 90, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. All generations. I mean, you, know, I believe, you believe that uh, your generation is a recipient of that faithfulness. Deuteronomy 32, 4, He is the rock, His works are perfect, and all His ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is He. Psalm 33, 4, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all He does. And how much? How many things? In all He does. Say it, in all He does. In Revelation 19.11, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. Isn't that interesting? When he comes back triumphantly, that's the brand, that's the name, Faithful and True. You know, just in meditating upon that, there are a lot of things that could have been written there. But he is what? The truth. And he is faithful. Amen. All of his attributes are important. But it seems that uh, there's a direct uh, message for you and for me in these end times. With justice, he judges and wages war. Now, what does faithful mean? Well, it means that you're loyal, that it refers to trustworthiness, the fact uh, or quality of being true to one's word or commitments. Now, we know that Jesus is fully God and he's fully man. Say it, fully God, fully man. Don't listen to the crackpots. Don't listen to the armchair theologians. Don't listen to so-called progressive Christian teachers and theologians. He's fully God and He's fully man. And the reality is He doesn't say one thing and do another. Now, that's relegated to man. He says in His Word, God is not a man that He should what? That He should lie. So when He speaks, He's speaking the truth. And how often does He speak the truth? Always. He's faithful. We're talking about being dedicated and steadfast in performing one's duty. In the Old Testament, it, it means basically firmness, steadiness, fidelity, and trust. And in the New Testament, it means sure and true. Again, well, no wonder his, you know, his vestment says faithful and true. So he is faithful, faithful. and he is true. Now when we come to understand what it really means and the importance of this is that the more you understand, have revelation about His faithfulness, um, the more you're going to have expectation in your life. How many of you drop the old dead dog religion tells you you never know what God's going to do and He may just beat you up just to prove He can put you back together again? There's a reason why that's not true. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He doesn't do that to His people. He disciplines with His Word. And aren't you glad you have His Word tonight? What does this mean for you and for me? That He... Uh, he has left His Word and He has left His will for you and for me. Say it, His Word and His will are one. There's no deviation between His Word and His will. And He sovereignly have, He's left behind His Word so that we can know what He wants to do, what He believes for us, what is the best, what He intends for us. 
And a lot of people will just kind of, you know, skirt that, default to religion, and say, well, you never know what God's going to do because he's sovereign. Listen carefully. A sovereign God bound himself to his word, and he is a God who keeps his word. So when you open up the word of God, you can trust what it says. If you find something about his character in the word of God, you can guarantee that's the way he is. If you find a promise in the word of God, it's not for some person over there or in a time past from some other country. It's for you. The question is, will you have revelation of that and then press in to actually receive that? Now, you know, people aren't like that. I mean, I mean, the Christians ought to be getting better when it comes to saying one thing and keeping their word. Yeah. Well, God is perfect at that. Say that with me. Perfect. perfect. He never says one thing and does another. So if there's an issue in our lives, and we do have issues, we have challenges, we have setbacks, we live in a fallen world, just know that it's not God and it's not His Word that's the problem. It's always going to be people. Anybody in particular, Pastor? <laughs> and sometimes it's us and sometimes it's others, but God's not the problem. He's the solution. He didn't send his son down here so that he would be the problem. He is our solution. So write this word down if, you have, if you've never written it down, just the word immutable, I-M-M-U-T-A-B-L-E. And it means immutable, he is incapable of changing. You didn't get it? I sure can. I'm immutable. <laughs> That was not my prayer language either. <laughs> I-M-M-U-T-A-B-L-E. You hear this in passing about God's character, but it's important to understand what that actually means. It's the quality of not changing. He is unchanging over time. He is unable to be changed. How he has been from the beginning is how he is now. And when you get a hold of that, you say, no wonder I can trust that he's faithful. Because he doesn't change. And that's why we teach you in this church the concept of the law of first words. When you open up the Word of God and you find the first mention of something, like for example in Genesis chapter 1, where the Bible calls us blessed, God says when He first uttered words you know, in the hearing of man, He told them to, to multiply, to subdue the earth, etc. But He said, you are blessed. Say, I am blessed. Well, what does that tell you? Okay, just do a real rundown now. Is he is he unchanging? Is he faithful? Yes. Is he consistent? Yes. Then it's still his will that you be blessed. Yes. That has not changed. I mean, people will fight over their right to, to walk in sickness and disease and destruction and bondage and poverty when all along the very first thing a human ear ever heard were words of the blessing. To the unlearned and to those who refuse to accept the uncompromised Word of God, it doesn't mean anything. If you get a hold of this, and that's the first time man heard words from God, then you should hold on to that. You should say, my immutable, unchanging God said that. So today, everybody say today. today. We're dealing with a timeless God. So today, He still intends to bless His people. The problem with it is, of course, the fall due to sin, where the curse was introduced. But God had a plan, didn't he? And what was his plan? He, meaning Jesus, redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles by faith.
Do you believe the blessing is of God? Yes. Do you believe that God said that to man originally? Yes. Do you believe he's unchanging? Yes. Therefore, it's God's will that you be blessed today. Yes. Sitting right here in 2023, blessed. Yes. You can get enthusiastic and excited about that. Yes. You're blessed. Say it, I'm blessed, blessed. not cursed. cursed. The fact that he is immutable means he does not change. He's steadfast, unchanging, Malachi 3.6. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. The implication is that whatever his characteristics, he's loving, he's good, he's wise, he's just, he's merciful, that's the way he always is. And he always will be that way with his people. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Yes. James 1.17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. It's not God that has the variableness. It's people that have it. Don't build a God in man's image. Let the word speak for itself. Amen. So say it with me. He's faithful, he's faithful because he's immutable. Now, if he was from the beginning completely, you know, capricious, arbitrary, and never knew what he was going to do, then you could say today he'd be the same way. But he's not. That's why there's not one will for Fred and another will for George. One will for Mary and another will for Susan. If it's in the word, it's God's will for you and for me. Say, God's will and His Word are one. So He's faithful. It means we can put our full trust in Him. The full weight of your confidence and trust in Him because He is what? Faithful. Part of our problem with this is we run into very few people in our lives that are faithful. Don't judge God by what people do or don't do. Say, He is faithful. Write this down. First of all, He's faithful to His people. Raise your hand if you're one of his people. Raise it up high. Aren't you glad? Yeah. You say, well, everybody is that. No, no, no. They're his creation. But not all people are his people. You happen to be his creation and one of his people. What do I mean by that? You can rely on him to always keep his part of his covenant between, you know, what he established with his son. We're the benefactors of that. You can always expect him to keep that. And how many know that we got the bitter deal? Going all the way back to Genesis when Abraham cut covenant with God. God walks through the two pieces, of course, of the animal flesh, and he's pronouncing blessings and curses are actually pronounced. You and I are the benefactors of an amazing covenant. Are you here today? And that means it's sacred and it's irrevocable. Say that with me. Sacred and irrevocable. And what it means if you really take this seriously, and you understand this in the New Testament language because the Bible tells us that He must increase, we must decrease. Paul says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. To live is Christ and to die is gain. If any man would follow me, he must take up his cross daily. You see that? In other words, all in. I don't want to have a show of hands of people who play poker in this church, so we'll just skip that part, but... There may be a time where you got to put up or shut up and you shove everything into the pot and you hope you have a good hand. Well, when you got born again, you got the hand. Yes. Yes. You won the jackpot. Yes. 
Amen. And it's all sitting there. And yet, it seems sometimes as preachers, we've got to actually talk people in to turn their ticket in. Rather than just saying, I believe God. Say, I believe God. I believe God. <laughs> and what he says. So what, what does it mean to be in, in covenant with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? It means that you give everything you have and are to him. But it also means you have access to everything that he has and is. Meditate on that for a while. And then your brain will start smoking like sawdust. Amen. Everything he has is yours. And here we are in the Sunday school edition of church in the West. Still asking him if he'll do something, you know, little. And you have access to what? Everything. Ask anything in my name. And he'll what? Completely ignore you. That's why scripture says so boldly, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, amen, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who what? Who love him. It's not just, I'm a Christian in America and I'm going to heaven. You have a covenant. Sacred, irrevocable. And he is not going to break that covenant in the name of sovereignty. If he breaks the covenant in the name of sovereignty, he is no longer a sovereign. Are you catching this? Why can you trust him? Because he's faithful to his people. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, and he is a faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. You're part of the covenant. How many know sometimes people don't keep his part, but how many know God always keeps his part? Now, a thousand generations. Raise your hand if you're a first-generation Christian. There's a couple of you out there. Amen. You're like the, the, the icebreaker, or maybe your parents were. How many say your parents were the icebreakers? How many come from a long line of believers? Amen. It's a long line to a thousand generations. Should he tarry? You should be blessed. The next generation should be blessed. And the next generation should be more blessed than that generation. Say it with my kids, my grandkids, and their kids, and their kids, should Jesus tarry, are what? They're blessed. He keeps his covenant of love, or his said, or covenant kindness to a thousand generations. Now, I don't know how far down that goes. That's a long way. But how many know if you're born again, that includes you? Yes. Say, I am, I am of the generation, of the, generation. Of, the of the blessed. I'm convinced that you and I are going to get to heaven one day. Everybody say one day. Okay. Today's not that day. Let's just wait on that. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them you got something to do. Yes. The day you're gone is the day you're no longer involved in God's redemptive process. That's why you should, what, live long and live strong, carry out your days and your assignment in this earth because that's the only way you can be a part of this redemptive process. But I assure you, when you get there, you're going to find out that you live way below your privileges. Amen. There is far more to what he has than we're tapping into it. 
And part of it is we got to, you know, wade through this nonsense and this garbage and this religion and legalism and false teaching. And, and just when you think, you know, you're about to press in, here comes another dingbat with another person that will tell you what God won't do for you. Amen. Well, my God is a can-do God. I said, my God is a can-do God. And he keeps his covenant to what? A, a thousand generations. Turn to somebody and smile and say, that includes you. Psalm 117, verse 2, For great is His love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. So He's talking about me tonight. Lamentations 3.23, you've heard this, Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Anybody here ever needed them every morning? They're there. Praise God. Why? Because He's faithful. Why is He consistently merciful? Because He is faithful. Exodus 34, 6, The Lord passed before Him, Moses, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God of merciful, a God of merciful and gracious, shows slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He abounds in it. Amen. You say, well, I've dealt with people all my life and I don't know if everybody knows that abound in faithfulness. Well, your God does. He's not a God that lets you down. Amen. Put a smile on your face and say, my God does not let me down. Psalm 25, verse 9. Starting in verse 8, rather. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, He instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble His way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep His covenant and His testimony. All His ways. Glory to God. Praise His name. Why is it important to go through these scriptures? Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. And you didn't have great faith that He is faithful. Amen. Psalm 91 verse 4. He will cover you with His pinions and under His wings you will find refuge his faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Yes. He is literally the ones. You ever seen somebody in a in a movie or maybe in a in a fight and they'll take the person they perceive to be weaker and they'll say, Get behind me like that? And God pulls out that little round shield and that very small dagger and personally intercedes for you and for me. How many know if God attacks you, you're attacked? And that's what he is for you. Say he's my shield, he's my buckler. This is what it means to have God you know, involved in your lives and see Him as faithful. He is the protection for His people. He shields them. Now, right now, um, the sky is falling. The economy is going to go haywire. You know, the Chinese are going to invade Taiwan. You know, the Russians are going to drop a nuke. And on and on and on it goes, trying to get you into fear, trying to get you into the flesh, trying to sell you enough food that will last you three months in a little bitty Tupperware container for $1,000 out of what? Out of fear. Say, well, Pastor, I got three of those underneath my bed. What are you talking about tonight? <laughs> the Scripture does not get put on hold and become irrelevant because man's going through some crisis. No. You look through history, you will see that God's faithfulness transcended know everything that happened in human history. And this is no exception. Amen. He knows how to bring meat to you. He knows how to bring bread to you. He knows how to bring water to you. Amen. 
That's where your confidence should be. Say, no fear here. Why not have any fear? Because he's faithful. What if they drop the bomb on Murray? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're quite a target. (laughs) But guess what? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. At that point, you're the envy of the world. What do you got to be concerned about? If you're here, he's going to take care of you. He's faithful. If you're out of here, he's faithful. You'll be ushered into his presence for all eternity. Be careful what you're taking in. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, big mouth, what you say. Agree with a faithful God. He's a master at providing for his people. To us, it's just word, covenant, and blood, and faithful, and immutable. Those are just words to many people, but he takes them seriously. He's a God that is true and faithful. Amen. Oh, it's going to have another great depression. It's never great when your God is great. Because your God is bigger. Amen. More powerful. He has many ways to take care of you. Amen. They're coming for my guns. They're going to get Charlie's guns. I can tell you that right now. It's going to happen. What, 20,000 rounds and counting? In fact, you... He injured himself moving his ammunition from Chicago. <laughs> so if, as the shooting starts, we're going to Charlie's house. Amen. <laughs> That's where we're going. But how do you know God is more powerful than that? Be careful with this stuff. See, I've often been asked about, about you know, the character of God. We have to first of all understand that, that he takes this seriously. To question his character is to question his integrity. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? is to question the, the truthfulness of who he is and what he has said. He's going to take care of you. Come on, say, God, God my God, my doesn't say one thing say and do another. He's taking care of me. Praise God. Amen. Oh, pastor, you know, we got crazy things going on in this country and around the world. And <laughs> um, I'm just one of those people that just think we ought to just shut the U.N. down. You know, Americans are paying for it anyway. They're giving tyrants and radicals and terrorists a platform to speak against our interests right on our own soil. Amen. They can rail all they want to, though, but God is God. Yes, He is. Amen. And He's not against you, He is for you. You've got to just get this in. You know, every single day you should wake up and say, you know, I don't know, but God is faithful. Yes, He is. Amen. Oftentimes you get him and say, well, when I figure it out, then I'll trust that God is faithful. You're not God. You don't have his intellectual capability. You trust him. He knows what he's doing. Amen. All you need to do is just believe. He is faithful. He's coming through for you again and again. Listen to this from Psalm 112. I'd rather Psalm 111. Starting in verse 2. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them, full of splendor and majesty in his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. How many can remember the Lord's been good to you? Raise your hand if he's been good to you. Has he been faithful to you? The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. 
He has shown His people the power of His works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of His hands are faithful and just, and all His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. God is faithful to His people. Amen. Now raise your voice and say, I'm one of His kids. And he is, he is faithful. I said he is faithful. He is faithful. Say, my God. my God. Shout it out. He is faithful. He is faithful. faithful to what? Faithful to his people. Faithful to make sure that you have everything bestowed upon you in this life that you need. Amen. It's time for some of you just to renew your minds to what God has said in his word. You say, well, does that happen to everybody? All of us have a little bit of religion in us. Some of us are pickled in it. And it loves to come up and talk to you, you know, because, well, it's not the way I always heard about this stuff, you know. You know, God will beat you up, and you never know what God's going to do, and you never know what His will is. And maybe His will is why suffer so He'll have glory. You're missing the point. He suffered for you. Amen. It's blasphemous for you to talk about you suffering for Him. Now, you share in the fellowship of sufferings for bearing reproach for His name, the suffering of the believer is what? Is pressing in to maintain what he died to give you. And it is persecution for righteousness sake. But don't think for a minute that your physical suffering qualifies you, amen, as a junior savior. That stuff is dangerous, dangerous teaching and it is, is pseudo-blasphemous. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Getting very dangerous it's just being over the top in terms of what it's saying and what it's trying to imply and how it's confusing people. Listen, when people are confused, you know they're not hearing from God. That's true. He's good. Yes, he I said He's a good God. He's faithful. Amen. So He is faithful. He is good. Um, all that He has, and He has a lot. Amen. The cattle on how many hills? Amen. He says the silver and the gold are, are mine. Amen. And they keep in mind now one thing. This is just one planet. Scientists tell us that it rains diamonds on Saturn and Jupiter. And some of you are thinking, how do I get there? I just really, can I leave the night? Some of you are going to say, when Elon Musk goes there, you're going to ride, hitch a ride with him. <laughs> it just sound like God is broke. Does it sound like your God is broke? No. What's broke is the mindset of, of people. I've heard it often said, you'll either be brainwashed or bloodwashed. It's your choice. Amen? Say it, I choose to be bloodwashed. I'm going to believe what His Word says. He is faithful. That means he does not arbitrarily do things that violate his covenant to teach his people a lesson. Israel got into trouble not because they were faithful to God, and yet he was still faithful to them. And I'll tell you this, he's faithful to them tonight as well. Yes, he is. Say, he is faithful. He is. Say it again, he is faithful. Um, there are a lot of things that are happening. Keep your eye on the ball. It's still all about God's precious people over the Middle East. Yes, it is. And this nation should never turn its back. No. Not in thought and deed or in substance or in finance. In our hearts 
in our behavior, in our actions. We should continue to support them. The judgment of the nations one day will be on one issue. How did that nation treat the nation of Israel? How do we want to say the United States treated Israel like it should have been treated? Amen. Uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And if you want to be blessed yourself to even higher levels, support ministries that actually do that. That's right. Christian Jewish Fellowship, for example. Others that are involved with actually helping the, uh, the Jews on the ground. The, the war over there in Ukraine has opened up a can of worms in terms of even more suffering for people, you know, that are considered, you know, of, of Jewish background. You and I can do something about that. Amen. Just trust God to speak to you and then just obey, do what he tells you to do. You won't be sorry that you did. You one of them preachers that believe in seed time and harvest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it worketh. Mm-hmm. Say it, it worketh. It Say it, it worketh. it worketh. Why? Because it's the word of God. Amen. Praise God. So say, my God God is faithful faithful to His people. people. Number two tonight, God is faithful to His promises. You can count on Him to fulfill any promise He has sovereignly preserved for us in the Word. It's a book of promises and they're all yes and they're what? They're all amen. You can count on Him to fulfill any promise He has sovereignly preserved for us in His Word. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to debate it. Your job is just to trust what He says. Amen. And not only not try to figure it out on the front end, if something goes sideways to His Word, you don't try to figure out on that end either. Some people are beat on the front end and some people are beat on the back end. You should no more try to be God in your thinking on the back end than you would on the front end. Amen. You should just put full force, your entire trust on God and what He has said. Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that He should lie, nor a son of man that He should change His mind. Does He speak and then not act as He promised and not fulfill? The answer is He speaks and He fulfills. Amen. One of the things nice about hearing people's testimonies is you're hearing not just, again, the Word of God being preached and taught, and that's important, you're seeing the signs that come with the Word being preached and taught. And how many know He's just getting started with you? Anybody here say God's been good to you? Has He done something supernatural in your life? Yes, amen. Faith building in the area of faithfulness because He keeps His promises and He'll continue to do that. 2 Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen, for the glory of God through us. What does that tell you? God didn't get glory, you know, from you being beat up and destroyed and run over and left to die. He gets glory when the promises are manifested in your life. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Is He still blessing? Is He still healing? Is He still delivering? Is He still providing? Amen. Hebrews 10.23 from the J.B. Phillips translation, In this confidence, let us hold on to the hope that we profess without the slightest hesitation. And listen to these words. For he, he is utterly dependable. <laughs> Come on, say that. Utterly, utterly dependable. dependable. Can you count on Him? Yes. yes. Whatever is going on. Find the place where it is written, He's utterly dependable. The ESV says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Shout it out, he's faithful. faithful. 
Psalm 71, 22, you are faithful to your promises, O my God. And then Joshua 21 and 45, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Amen. Well, that's Israel. You're missing the point. How many of y'all believe that you've been engrafted in? Yes. Anybody here that you're a descendant of Father Abraham? He's your father in terms of the faith. Raise your hand if you believe that. Well, then not one promise of God's going to fail concerning you either. I'll take a better enthusiastic response to that. Not one promise will fail concerning you. Why? Because he's faithful. He's not faithful to them and then questionably faithful to us, those of us that are engrafted through Christ. It's his nature. It's his character. I often will do this. Let me do it again tonight. Cows moo. Birds fly. Amen. Fish swim. God is faithful. It's his nature. He did not change from covenant to covenant or from Old to New Testament. We have a greater revelation of his nature, not less revelation of his nature. You should have more confidence in his faithfulness than they had. Why? Because you have a personal relationship with his son. You have the spirit of God living on the inside of you. They saw his acts and his wonders and his covenant keeping. But that God who has bestowed everything upon his covenant people lives on the inside of you. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He's faithful. Not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. And every prophetic utterance, of course, for the future will be fulfilled. And he will have his will and his way accomplished in your life. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. Said so he's got good things. He's got plans to prosper me, plans to give me a future and a hope not to harm you. Don't confuse the work of the devil with, with the work of your God. The thief cometh not before to what? Steal and kill and destroy. I have come they might have what? Life and life more abundantly to the full till it overflows. Why would he do that? Because he's faithful. Don't look at somebody else's life and say, well, he's faithful to them because they're this or faithful to them because they're that. He's faithful to you. Take him at his word and trust. You may look at other people and say, wow, God did amazing things for them. That should not cause you to feel inferior or negative. Amen. Are you here tonight? Amen. That spirit needs to come out of the body of Christ. A little party spirit, a little jealousy thing, a little envy thing that's there. How should you take it? Somebody is blessed by God, something amazing happens in their life or through their life. What you should be saying is, well, God was faithful to them and he's the same God that's faithful to me. So there's no reason for me to do anything but rejoice because that person just showed me and demonstrated how faithful my God is. That's the right mentality. Say he's faithful to a thousand generations. And you're in that line. Amen. So from now on, say it, from now on, they get a raise, they get blessed, they get a house, they get a car, their family grows. God uses them in ministry, does something great for them. Just sit back and say, that's my faithful God. I just got an image, I got an example right there of how faithful he is 
Not, oh, gee, they didn't deserve that, or how come it didn't happen for me? He's no respecter of persons. Amen. And you're about to enter into a season where you have never seen more of the faithfulness of God. He is not dialing it down. Amen. Let me help you out here. How many thank God, you know, the sister shared with us about her open vision? Uh, we've been teaching that God is just, God is wise, God is merciful, God is loving, God is faithful. Yes. Is that open vision consistent with, for example, what God said to Bartimaeus? What would you have me to do? Is it consistent with the teachings of Jesus? Ask anything in my name. The only reason we wouldn't do that is we somehow think that he only has certain special things for certain people and it doesn't apply to me. Watch this. If God is involved in doing something for your brother or your sister, it's a revelation of his faithfulness and his goodness in their life. If you see it in the word of God, you can claim it. But if you see that God did something in a brother or sister's life, you can claim that too. Amen. So you have a sick relative. You have somebody that's in a serious situation. Press in. Say, what if I fight and lose? What if you fight and win? How quickly we go to the negative. Amen. Well, sister so-and-so and, you know, Mary Lou, she believed God and she died. None of these things move me. Amen. I killed two people in one day with my prayer. Amen. Walked off an elevator in Carbondale, Illinois, and the wife came out and said, he's gone. It's almost like, he's gone. I'm getting the insurance. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know what her problem was. When I drive back to Murray, going to pray for somebody with uh, stage four cancer. Amen. Got into the room, prayed, walked out. A few moments later, guess what? They died. Now, the moral of that story is if you're about to die, don't call the pastor. I mean, you just, you're on your own. Got the gift of death. No. <laughs> that does not stop me from laying hands on people. Because I'm going to tell you, I've seen more things happen than have not happened. Instead of meditating on what I didn't see happen, I'm going to just obey God and do what he told me to do. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? But you and I are caught in between his will here in this last sliver of time. So whatever he does, he has to do. So begin to expect demonstrations of his faithfulness everywhere you go. Amen. Expect it when you go home tonight. Amen. Expect it when you get up tomorrow morning. Expect it on the job. And make sure you know that that's the faithfulness of God in my life. Glory to God. And whenever you see God do something great for another believer, say, well, my God did that. Yes. And he's not a respecter of persons. And he's immutable. So what he did for so-and-so, he'll do for me. Praise God. And Paul, you know, the, the word um, that God loves you, you've often heard in, in this ministry and other ministries, one word from God can change your life forever. That word changed you. Yes. Yes. 
It changed you. You're never going to be the same. A faithful God loved him enough to do what? It's powerful. Amen. Say it one word from God can change your life forever. Now expect it. Amen. But it's a great word, isn't it? But you know what? The Bible says that God loves you. Say, he loves me. Say it boldly. He loves me. Amen. Now, there are times when there's a prophetic word that's specific to somebody. But when you see prophetic words consistently line up with the Word of God, you should get excited about that. Why doesn't God talk to me? Well, first of all, He already has. But you might be a little hard of hearing. Amen. Glory to God. That's why we value the ministry of the Word of God, and that's why we value the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Uh, theologically, in my lifetime, since I've been a believer, I've never seen a greater war going on right now against the things of the Spirit and against the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. The voices of the secessionists out there, that these things passed away with the apostles. By whose authority do you say that? Be careful what you're allowing into your spirit. If you allow it in there enough, it'll begin to turn your thinking, amen, and bend you away from things like God is faithful. Why do we know He's still operating by His Spirit? Because He's faithful. How many know that we have more need right now of the Holy Ghost than they did in the first generation, first generation church? Amen. I mean, Abraham's looking over the rail, and Apostle Paul's looking over the rail, and they're saying, thank God I'm not down there. <laughs> but you're here. For such time as this, with a faithful God. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. He's faithful, He's faithful to His promises. His Not one of His good promises to Israel failed. That should be your place of confidence. Amen. Last, God is faithful to His plan. You can absolutely depend on Him to complete His work in you and through you. One of the biggest lies in the body of Christ today from the enemy is, uh, you know, you're insignificant, you don't matter, God doesn't have anything for you. He has something for you. Amen. He has plans for nations, He has plans for our nation, but He also has plans for individuals. Aren't you glad for that? And I said before, for those of you who think now you're too old, what they've studied now for many uh, decades is the, the fruitfulness factor in terms of just natural life, let alone spiritual life. And people are going to bear most of their fruit between like uh, 16, 70, and 70, and 80. Amen. Amen. And uh, you're not too old to make a difference for God. Amen. And you're not too young to make a difference for God. Right. Now, Timothy was just a very, very young man, and his church had over 3,000 people in it. Very quickly, just like that. Um, no, he's no respecter of persons, and he has a plan for you, and you can depend on him to complete that work. Philippians 1 6, let this just minister to you today. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He's working in you. 1 Corinthians 1 9, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Said he's faithful. He called you into fellowship. 2 Timothy 2.13 If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot deny Himself. Why? Because that's who He is. He's immutable. 
We are not. He is immutable. He's unchanging. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 23. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. Do you believe that today? First Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He'll not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He also will provide a way out so that you can endure. Why? Because He is faithful. Say, when I'm tempted, He is faithful. What does that mean? He will always provide a way of victory for you because He is faithful. Maybe we shouldn't pay so much attention to the temptation and pay more attention to the faithfulness of God. Amen. Amen. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3, But the Lord is faithful, and He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. First John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and, just, and uh, purify us from all unrighteousness. And Isaiah 25, 1 tonight, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. Say it, I'm just getting started. Turn to somebody and smile and say, Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. Look how you uh, walk in there? By having a deep conviction, God is faithful. Amen. Say it boldly. My God is faithful in my life, in every area, consistently, from decade to decade, generation to generation. He is faithful. He is immutable. He is consistent. He is trustworthy. Now we should endeavor to be like He is. Amen, church? Glory to God. Well, just encourage you that... Uh, Contrast what you hear tonight with, with religion and, and legalism and teachings that say God just has a, a you know, few stars out there on His bench and that's how He operates. No, this, this move of God that's coming to this land and around the world is, is not a movement of the stars. It's a movement of the anointed people of God. Amen. And whatever you have felt and sensed, for years that God wanted to do in you and through you. Um, maybe you put yourself on a shelf psychologically or you just felt like you disqualified yourself because you did something wrong. I mean, there's not a perfect person in this room. But you need to hear that God is not done. His gifts and His calling are without repentance. Amen. Say it. He's for me. Not against me. Had a gentleman come up to the altar this weekend. I've known him for some time, and um, I've always loved and appreciated his ministry. A strong, strong teaching gift, and you know, made some choices, went down some roads, and, and got away from the things of God and got away from his call. And um, he'd been coming about three weeks before I recognized that he was actually here, but he came down and uh, just shook his hand. And I, I looked at him in the eye and I told him, I said, you know, uh, God is gathering the eagles at Hope Harbor. And I said, if you're coming in after everything you've been through, it must mean you're one of his eagles. And if you're here, guess what? You're not a turkey. 
You know, the chicken going to end up in somebody's dinner. Amen. <laughs> Two-piece chicken dinner. That's what I feel like, Pastor. No, you're an eagle. How many are willing to soar? How many are willing to fly? How many are willing to do what he called you to do? Um, he hasn't changed his mind about you. The devil's been working overtime to try to get you to change your mind about you. You should stop and ask why. If I'm a nothing, then what are you messing with me for? You're not a nothing. Say, I'm an eagle. Say, I'm an eagle. Glory to God. Can't hardly wait to see what God does with you. Can you receive that? So he's faithful to his people. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his plan. He began to get work on you. He's going to do what? Just throw up his hands in frustration and say, I can't handle him anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, glory to God. He's for you. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, you know, as, as tough maybe as you've had some things or maybe you've been really hard on yourself. Um, one of my friends, you know, sent this to me and <laughs> said, uh, this person walked into a Starbucks with a buy one, get one free coupon for a grand latte. I handed it to the girl and she looked it over and looked at a little chalkboard that said buy one, get one free. They're already buy one, get one free, she said. So I guess they're both free. She handed me both my lattes and I walked out the door. <laughs> Could be worse. Amen. <laughs> One day I was walking down the beach with some friends and someone shouted, look, look at that dead bird. And someone looked up in the sky and said, where? <laughs> and you thought you were in a bad place. I used to work in a technical support for 24-7 call center. And one day I got a call from an individual who asked what hours the call center was open. I told him the number you dialed is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He responded, is that Eastern or Pacific time? <laughs> Wanting the conversation end, I said, uh, Pacific. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them they're here, they're among us. Yes, they are. I love this one. My sister has a life-saving tool in her car designed to cut through a seatbelt. If she gets trapped, she keeps it in the trunk. <laughs> not going to help you. No, it's not. Come on, say he's got a plan for me. Hallelujah. I mean, if you think you've had your patience tried, try God. How patient is he? I love this one. I couldn't find my luggage at the airport baggage area, so I went to the lost luggage office and told the woman there that my bags never showed up. She smiled and told me not to worry. She was a trained professional, and I was in good hands. Now, she asked me, has your plane arrived yet? <laughs> <laughs> so I replied, no, ma'am. The pilot told us we're circling the airport, third in line to land. Another man is asked if uh, he wanted his pizza that he ordered in six slices or four slices. He said, I want four slices. I'm not hungry enough to eat all six. <laughs> They're out there. Yes, amen. <laughs> How many Walmart fans do we have here tonight? 
I was at, this has to be old. I was at the checkout at a local Walmart and the cashier. Remember them? <laughs> Rang up 4664 in charges. I gave her a $50 bill. She gave me back 4664. I gave the money back to her and told her that she had made a mistake in my favor. She became indignant and informed me she was educated and knew what she was doing, and she returned the money again. I gave her the money back. Same scenario. I departed the store with 4664. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you buy the groceries. Amen. Check yourself out. Take them to the car. How many of y'all remember when they used to do that for you? And they, yes. You know, they still do that for my mom. Yeah, they sure do. There's something about that woman. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. There's hope for you. Amen. He's got a great plan for me. Mary Hart doeth good like medicine, and some of y'all just need to laugh tonight. So go ahead and give the Lord a big belly laugh. Just laugh by faith. Bless God. I don't feel like laughing. Well, it's not about feeling anything. The joy of the Lord is your Strength. And God's people are funny. Just look around. Just split your side laughing at it. I'm telling you. <laughs> Glory to God. You're in a good place. Amen. Get it deep in your spirit. God's faithful. Yes. And not just to them or to that group or whatever. He's faithful what? He's faithful to us. Amen. Glory to God. He's good. Amen. Say he's good. He good. And he is faithful. Aren't you glad he still has a plan for you? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that tonight? Yes. Raise your hand if you believe that tonight. Well, I declare his plan is coming to pass in your life. Yes. Every good thing he has stored for you is manifested in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't be discouraged and don't be distracted. He's on the move in your life. You're about to see things you've never seen before and experience things you've never experienced before. How many you let God use you? There are a lot of people out there that don't know these things. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> um, he's doing new and exciting things in our midst. Praise God. Let's give him a big hand clap and let's just thank him tonight. Amen.